Can you sing it as a prayer? Jesus, our prayer is that come live in us, come breathe over us, that our life may be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto thee, that whatever we do with our lives will be acceptable before you. Tonight, as we continue, Lord, the buying into acceptable services, oh Lord, open our eyes, open our ears, open our hearts. May nobody be the same in the name of Jesus. Anytime we gather together in the name of the Lord, Bible said that there is a blessing. Bible said that blessed are they that have been called unto the banquet table of the Lamb. We know that nobody is living here per se. Somebody came with sickness, the person is living healed. Somebody came depressed, the person is living with joy. Somebody came confused, the person is living with direction. Somebody's, somebody came here with pain, the person is living further with strength. The mighty name of Jesus, somebody came here bounded by the spirit of fear, living here with boldness and courage and authority in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Absolutely nobody is living here the same. Soak everyone in the blood of Jesus. May our service tonight, O oh Lord, be acceptable in thy sight. We know that people offered unto you services, and Lord, it rather generated their death. We pray that all the days of our lives, our services to you will be acceptable. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Now soak all our online members in the blood of Jesus. Anyone under the sound of my voice battling anything from the pit of hell, we suspend that activity in the mighty name of Jesus. And we decree and declare, let the heavens be opened over the lives of your people. Let everybody believing shout me a believing amen. Give a clap unto the name of the Lord and take your seat. What a blessing and what a privilege to have each and every one of you in the house of the Lord. I don't think it is um, coincidence that you are here. Amen. So I want you to take your seat in the next couple of seconds so that we buy into acceptable service. We are still talking about the key to access the balm of Gilead. Today is the last day of the month of March where we are talking about, is there no balm in Gilead? Hallelujah. Is there no solution? Is there no answer? Is there no healing? Is there no recovery in the house of my children? Why is it that I have made provision for them, but still they are not manifesting it? Then we started from the beginning of the month, and we said that anytime what God has already made provision for his children on, if we are not enjoying it, then it means that there is a problem that needs to be taken care of. Praise the name of Jesus. So, it is not the doing of the Lord. 
And it is not the doing of the seed. It is the doing of us and the enemy. Remember the parable that Jesus gave in the book of Matthew, chapter number 25, I mean, chapter number 13, from verse number 24, where the Bible says that a good man sowed good seed in his field. The Bible says that whilst men slept, an enemy came to sow tasks. The Bible says that the, the servants of the good man said, Lord, would you want us to go and I'll put the task? And the good man said, no. The good man said, initially they asked him, they said, sir, did you not plant good seed? From whence are these tasks? And the master says something. He said, an enemy has done this. Can you put that one there for me? The next verse. He said, about his enemy came and sowed tasks amongst the wheat and went his way. 26 says that. And when the tasks, 26, but when the blade sprang up and brought forth fruit, then appeared also the task also. And 27, his servants went unto him and said, Sir, did you not sow good seed? From whence are these tasks? 28, he said unto them, an enemy has done this. So, when the finished works of Christ are supposed to be appropriated, and it is not being appropriated, then somebody or something is responsible. And it is our prerogative and it is our right to undo whatever the enemy is doing in order for the children to enjoy the blessings and the benefit thereof. Say me a believing amen. So we started on Sunday talking about probably the last balm of Gilead as far as this month is concerned. And we spoke about the balm of acceptable service. And then we said that the purpose of redemption, the reason why Regina, the reason why the Lord saved us was for two reasons, just two reasons. Praise the name of Jesus. The first thing was to keep the enemy at bay, was to put the enemy at bay. When you read Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 28, he said, let us create man in our own image, in our likeness, so that he can have, can we put it quickly on the board? Genesis chapter 1, verse number 26 to 28, that was the first reason why God created you and I. He said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the face of the earth. So God created man in his image. Verse 28 says that, And the Lord said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue it. So the essence, the first reason why the Lord created man on earth was to subdue the earth. Hallelujah. So if you are not subduing the earth and the earth is subduing you, if you are not subduing the things of the earth and the things of the earth is subduing you, then it means that there is a miscalculation somewhere. You are supposed to drive your car. Your car is not supposed to drive you. When you are inside your car and your car is now driving you because the brakes are not working, you are dead. Do you understand that? When you are driving, you are supposed to control the car. But all of a sudden, you are driving. And then now when you turn the steering wheel to the left, the car is going to the right. What would you start doing? You start screaming and shouting, Jesus, Jesus, Lord, have mercy. Lord, because the car is now driving you. You are not driving the car. There is always a problem when the thing that we are supposed to subdue begins to subdue us. And that is what must always let a child of God's eyes open. You look at yourself and you say that, how come you are driving a car when you are turning the steering wheel to go to the left? The car is moving to the right and you are still driving it. What would you do when you are driving a car and then you are behind the steering wheel? You turn it, tire, to the left and then the car is going to the right. What would you do? You would take it to where? The mechanic, the service station, 
Because you tell the person that something is wrong with this car. Sometimes when I'm moving to the right, then the car is going to the left. When I'm moving forward, then the, guy, the car is kidding to the right. I'm so surprised and very confused. If you keep driving that car, something is wrong with your head. Either you want to commit suicide or you want to kill people on the road. Because nobody in his right mind will drive a car which when you are directing it to go to this portion, the car says, no, 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 we won't go here, we will go here. Except there is ice on the road or the road is very bad. Then that one will understand that when you are going here, the car can go this way. And so you become very careful. But here the road is very fine. And still the car is dictating for you. And you are comfortable. That is what happens when the things we are supposed to subdue begins to subdue us. And we keep quiet. We keep quiet. The Lord will also keep quiet. Because he has given you and I what it takes. Praise the blessed name of Jesus. And the second reason why the Lord created man on earth is so that we will render unto him service. We will render unto him service. When man lost it, man was no more serving God. Remember Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 15. Look at Genesis 2 verse number 15. The second reason why the Lord created man on earth. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Service. Service. To serve what the Lord. To serve the interest of the Lord. The Lord had created a garden. And then he put the man in, not to destroy it, but to dress it and to keep it. Anything that God has given us, or anything that God must do on earth, he expects you and I, as children of him, to do it. When we don't do it, service has been jeopardized. Let's read the book of Exodus chapter 8 and verse number 1. When the Lord sent Moses into the land of Egypt, the only I. The only assignment the Lord gave unto Moses as he went to Egypt was that the Lord said unto Moses, Go unto Pharaoh and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord. There was a stiff resistance in Egypt. Pharaoh said, I ain't going to let them go. Joseph. Pharaoh said, Over my dead body. He said, I don't even know the God that you are talking about. These people have been serving us since generations. 430 years. Is it now that you are coming to deliver them? Which God are you talking about? Which God was it that what did not save them these 430 years? Now that it is my reign to enjoy their benefit and their service, you want to make me a bad leader so that generations will say that once upon a time lived another king that allowed them to go, ah, yeah, 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 not over my, not, not in my reign, not in my reign. So it doesn't matter what the people did. It doesn't matter what Moses came to say. The people said, I mean, Pharaoh and his people said, we won't let you go. But the Lord said, go and tell him, let my people go. That what? Can we all read it together? Let my people, I hope online, they are, they, yes, online you, you have the scriptures. Let my people go. That? Let my people go. That? So the reason why the Lord saved you from your background and from not being taken by the devil is so that you may serve him. It's so that I may serve him. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, so when these two things are not there, there is a problem. Most of the times, people think that the reason why the Lord saved me was so that he will give me a car, or so that he will give me a house. 
was so that he will give me this, was so that he will give me my green card, was so that he will make my citizenship quickly, was so that I'll get a very beautiful woman to marry, I'll get a very powerful man to marry, so that the Lord will connect me to a political party, so that the Lord will give me prominence in the land. Ladies and gentlemen, all those things are flimsy, 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 you know, benefits. They are the, the least. They are the least. It's like the icing of the cake. With the icing or not with the icing, the cake is still cake. Praise the name of Jesus. So when you begin to look for the icing on the cake, you are only looking for the decorative nature of the cake. doesn't carry any weight. It doesn't carry any um, substance. It doesn't carry any strength. When you are looking for the benefit, the blessings of redemption, instead of the why for redemption, we have lost it. So now we'll be, because you see, when you know the why, the rewards come automatically. When you know the why, write it down. When you know the why of anything, the benefits are automatic. When you know the why, if there is any question that you must ask or answer, when it comes to you dissecting anything as an issue of life, find out the why. Why am I here? One day I preached a message here, and it was themed, why am I here? Very powerful. When you go through our messages, you find it. It was a very short message. I think it was in the month of October when we were doing the soul winning. Why am I here? Go and look for it. Very powerful. You see, when you understand the why, the rest are, are in place. The benefit comes. When you know why you, are, uh, you have been employed, here you are, Leon, you have been employed in the office or in that company. All that you must do is that count the people that enter through the door. He said, no, 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 I am too intelligent for that. So instead of counting the people, that the reason why they employed you is just to stay at the door. Count the people that are entering. There is a reason why they say count the people. He said, no, 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 no. I am too hardworking. I will not count the people. Rather, I will be scrubbing and cleaning all the toilets and all the bathrooms. What you are doing is good, but you have missed it. They will sack you. They will sack you. Because the import, the relevance, the why is misplaced. And when the why is misplaced, there is no reason why we should pay you in that company. So the why of what, or the why, the reason why God created us, if we miss it, We'll be now pursuing the benefit. And the Lord will be saying that. This is, listen, when you do this, give me Exodus chapter 23. And look at verse number 25 downwards. Now people are pursuing the blessing instead of the thing that they must do to generate the blessing. Look at that. You shall serve the Lord your God and he shall bless. So service generates blessings. When you are a servant, I have never seen anybody brighten. Have you, you work in a very powerful hospital. Have you ever prayed to God? Be, I mean, be very frank, that at the end of the month or at the end, end of the pay season, have you ever come to church and then your prayer was, Lord, do they pay you monthly or bi-weekly? Bi-weekly, God bless you. Now, bi-weekly when they are sending the checks, do you pray, oh Lord, this week, let my check come. This week, at all costs, let my paycheck come. Have you ever prayed that prayer before? No. What? Say that. Uh, give me my micro. I love that answer. Give him a microphone. Be very quick. I said, have you ever prayed that prayer before? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
He said, I think the media people are trying to stop him from talking, but I'll talk for you. Now, he said what? He said, no, I don't have to. Now, I want him, I w- uh-huh. have you ever prayed that prayer before? No, I don't have to. Why don't you have to? Because I already walked. Hallelujah. That is the answer I needed. Because I have what? Worked already for it. If you see him here, anybody who needs prayer, come. And I come to stand here. Sir, what is the prayer request? Well, I have worked for two weeks. I need to be paid. And so I am here. We will be very surprised. Because once you have worked, you must be paid. The Lord said, you shall serve the Lord. He shall bless. The word bless means empowered to do well. But here we are, we don't want to serve, but we want the Lord to bless. And we go like, oh, it is the finished works of Christ. Last week, Sunday, on Sunday, I told you that we have the finished works of Christ, the finished works of salvation, and we have the works for salvation. Hallelujah. We have the work of salvation. It is different. There are two different things. We, we have the work for salvation, and then we have the work of salvation. The work for salvation has already been done by Jesus. John chapter 17 and verse number 4. Jesus said, I have come. Can we read John chapter 17 and verse number 4? Look at that. I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work which you gave me to do. That is the work for salvation. It has already been done by Jesus. But the work of salvation, Paul said in Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 12, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. There are certain things that we need to do to substantiate, to establish, to perfect the work that Jesus had done. Praise the name of Jesus. Is somebody listening to the teaching that I'm teaching? It is so dear to my heart. So he says that, thou shalt serve the Lord your God. And Philippians chapter 2 verse 12, we didn't read it, right? We can quickly read it. And of course, I also read Hebrews chapter 6 and verse number 9. But look at Philippians chapter 2 verse 12. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation. The work of salvation. The mandate of salvation with fear and trembling. And then give me Hebrew chapter 6 and verse number 9. There are certain things you see, if you don't study the Bible, you will not know. You might think that people go about, they say that, oh, um, salvation has already been done. And uh, um, 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 it is eternal. One say forever say. That is a lie. I'm telling you. Listen, the gift of salvation is eternal. But when you receive the salvation, you must keep it. Some people say that it cannot be taken. Go and ask Judas Iscariot. He was so close to Jesus, but he missed it. Praise the name of Jesus. There are certain things you do. So now, it's like the Lord telling you that, okay, you are not going to die now. And you go and stand in the middle of the road. The Lord say, I'm not going to. We will bury you and bury your ghost. We won't even find your ghost. Praise the name of Jesus. You see, people don't understand the mysteries of salvation. They don't understand the mystery of grace. So they think that once saved, forever saved. So as I'm saved, it means that it is eternal. Of course, salvation is eternal but not the activity of salvation. We have been saved. 
we are being saved and we will be saved. Bible said that first John, he said that it does not appear. No, Paul said, he said, it doesn't appear how we shall be. But when he shall come, we will be turned. And as he is, we will be like him. We are perfecting our salvation. Otherwise, Bible will not say that if somebody come to taste of the grace of God and the person go back, it will be difficult for him to come back. Praise the name of Jesus. But beloved, we are persuaded. Somebody say we are persuaded. Now listen very well. We are persuaded better things of you. We are expecting better things of you. That is the meaning of we are persuaded better things of you. Funny, there are certain things. It's not just about I am born again, I'm going to heaven. Then you should have died the day you became born again. Maybe I'll are you here. Am I preaching good? Now listen. He says that, beloved, we are persuaded better things of you. We are expecting certain things, doctors, of you. And things that accompany salvation. So it is not just salvation. There are things that accompany salvation. And that is what is called acceptable service. By the way, when we talk about service, we are talking about using your divine endowment. Using your strength. Using your energy. Using who you are to advance and promote and establish the interest of something or somebody. When you leave, when you use what you are, Tyler, are you here? When you use who you are, what you have, what you have been given, what you have been endowed to advance, to promote, to exalt or elevate the interest of something or somebody. That is what is called service. I pray that somebody in the mighty name of Jesus will understand service and the blessings thereof will follow you. In Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Hallelujah. Please listen. Everybody is serving something. Very important. Everybody, I love your response. Everybody you see on earth is serving, is serving something. Either you are serving the enemy or you are serving God. In fact, Choosing not to choose has automatically placed you under the servitude of the enemy. I'll say it again for free. Charles, choosing not to choose who to serve has automatically placed you under the servitude of the enemy. Because for the enemy, anything goes. Give him 0.0001% of service. He likes it. In fact, he'll give you a UN certificate. For giving him 0.00003. But God wants 100%. You see, that is why it, is di- it looks like, in quote, it is difficult to serve God. Because he has a laid down rule that you must serve me. Otherwise, it is not acceptable service. But for the enemy, anything goes. You can blend it with a little of God. He likes it. I will hit there, sister. I will say it three times. I said number two, you can blend it. A little with, the, with God. The enemy likes it. You come to church. The enemy will tell you, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. And come and give to me what belongs to me. He's okay. Because he knows that God does not accept 99.99999%. God doesn't accept it. So he knows that if you give him 0.00001%, it means that it has been diluted. So you will be doing it but it will be unacceptable before God. It means that it is automatically his. 
Same you are believing, amen. Say, preacher, you are preaching good. I will continue. Hallelujah. So it is important that we understand that if we will serve God, we got to serve him in the way that he has prescribed. Look at the scripture. We are persuaded better things of you. We are expecting better things of you. Better things of you. And the things that accompany salvation. So there are some things that accompany salvation. Say me, I believe in a man. Luke chapter 16 and verse number 13. Jesus Christ speaking. And Jesus, Sharon, is telling us the two masters on earth. Telling us the two masters that people are serving. He says that. Can we all read it? Are you here? Can we all read it? Ready, go. No servant can serve two masters. Can serve how many? And this is Jesus speaking. Okay? For either he hates the one and loves the other, or else he will hold on to the one and despise the other. Now, God, now Jesus is going to tell us the two masters on earth. The two, that, the two masters are not God and Satan. Satan is not a co-equal of God. Satan knows that if he tells you that serve me, you won't serve him. No, 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 no. But he can give you something that is connected to him, which you, unconsciously, you can serve it. You can serve it passionately. Look at the way you serve your company. It is so passionate. No lateness. My goodness. Hallelujah. No lateness. No. No lateness. If you are going to work, one day, I was sitting in the car of a lady who was going to work, and she was late. My intestines were inside my hand. Boy, I, I'm a man of faith, but as, as she was driving, I said, Lord, in the name of Jesus, all I need is to arrive safely. When I arrive, or when I get the quickest opportunity, I'm jumping out of this car. And I was talking as if I wasn't afraid. But brothers and sisters, my intestines were in my hands. So now when I got there, and then I got out, I started thinking. I said, my goodness, this woman didn't mind whether the police should pull her over, whether she could have an accident, whether, whatever. And then I started saying, from that day, I learned wisdom. If I'm going to church and you are in my car, put your, your intestines in your hands. Especially if I'm running late. Because I saw somebody working for a secular world, driving as if the person's life and everything depends on it. The person told me, if I don't get there on time, I'll get points. I said, because of points, you are putting my life in jeopardy. Because of points, Chantel, Put in my life. A man, a husband, a pastor, a father, because of points, you are putting my life in jeopardy. But this same person, maybe when it is church time, this is the time to now remove eyebrow and put pencil line. You know, sometimes they can remove the whole one that God has given them and they will put two pencil lines. And that alone is one hour. Putting a week that somebody has made on to be in church can take 32 seconds, 32 minutes plus 30 seconds. And it is fine. Hallelujah. Look at the two gods that we serve. The God of Mormon and the God 
of heaven. Forget about Satan. As for those who have openly declared their service for Satan, for them, they have actually been taken. They have been possessed. But the cunning way of the enemy stealing us is by mormon. We will do everything for money. Everything for gold. Everything for dollars. Everything for pound sterling. Everything for Naira. Everything for Ghana cities. Everything for Kwacha. Everything for what? But when it comes to the servitude of the Lord, must we always go to church? As for today, I'm tired. But you have never been tired at your workplace. Even when you are tired and they say over time, you say, I am here. I am here. They, especially when they tell you. Use me. Company. Even when they say that you have overworked yourself. I didn't, didn't I tell you that one day, a man in this ministry nearly fried himself. He near, you'll be there. People have stories. He nearly fried himself. He was working, that, doing two jobs. He will move from one and he will go to the other. The other one that he was working, they used to fry, you know, these kind of donuts and stuff like that. And guess his work. He was supposed to be right by the pan where, this, where the, the oil is, 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 is frying with the donuts in. And then yours is to turn and then make sure that the ones that are bent, you remove them. He left one job. They said, brother, go and rest. He said, no, 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 no. We got to make dollars. We are not here to joke. We didn't come to see snow. Brother, but you need some rest. He said, no, forget about the rest. When I finish, I'll do a compilation of all the tiredness, and I'll release it one time. Now, brother went to work. Brother went to work. Standing before the bullfruit. Somebody say bullfruit. It is another name for donut. Standing before the donut and then frying the thing. And then, you see, because of the sensitive nature of the work, they have CCT cameras 24 on 7. And people have been paid to sit behind it. One lady was watching, brother. Brother was going like that. No, we got to stay. We got to make money. Brother was holding the thing. And then they came. And then the lady said, oh, we want you to go and rest. You will hear from your agency tomorrow. It is up to tomorrow that we will hear what the agency will say. People don't mind, oh. But when it comes to the work of God, Apostle Tafazwa, that is when we will realize. Yet, you will serve the Lord your God. He will bless. Now, we are chasing blessing. You don't want to serve. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Listen, this church, like I always tell you, we are going somewhere. The Lord told me, he said, if the foundations are destroyed, I can't put on a formidable structure. He said, work on the foundation. That is why we have been teaching about all these things, all these things, open door, this, that, 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 so that the foundation will be solid. When we take off, you wait, you, you see, you mark it. You will say, I told you, when we take off, we don't want anybody to be left behind. You will not be left behind. You cannot serve God and mammon. Praise the name of Jesus. If you are serving God, serve him. If you are not, don't do it. Whatever you dedicate your life to, 
whatever you dedicate your life to its welfare, to its establishment, to its interest, to its advancement, to its promotion, you are a servant of that thing. Romans chapter 6 and verse number 16. This is the Apostle Paul asking a question. He said, don't you know that to whom you yield yourselves, servants, to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey. So when we say serving the Lord, it means yielding yourself and your members to the things of God. When you hear the things of God, it pushes you. For example, the reason why this year, Tayo, the reason why this year we didn't do any Easter convention is because sat Friday and Saturday is for soul winning. Listen, this time around, we are not doing the convention in-house. We are carrying the convention outside. Going to talk to people about Jesus. The Easter, the Easter, the Easter that you are celebrating. Go and tell people about why Jesus came to die. That is all. It is our convention. We are, we are okay sitting in the house. Do you know that if you eat and eat and eat and you don't poo-poo, You have to go to the hospital. You have to go to the hospital. Chantel, you have eaten one week. Two weeks. Even headache is okay. They will have to take you to the hospital. Because something is wrong somewhere. And sometimes, the medicine that you will take in order to poo-poo, my goodness, you have no idea how expensive it is. Why? Poo-pooing is a choice. Why are you forcing because if you don't poo-poo, you die. How can you keep eating and eating and eating and the thing will not come out? We have sat in the church. We have eaten every blessed Friday, uh, 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 Sunday. Every Wednesday, we eat. Every, some, uh, uh, the last Friday of every month, we eat. Won't you go and poo-poo outside? Won't you go and show people what you have eaten inside? Hallelujah. And some people too, they eat like elephants and they poopoo like ants. It is still trouble. It is still trouble. <laughs> Minister Shena. Hallelujah. The proportion of your food eating intake must equate to how you release. That is why the Bible said that to him that much is given, much is required. Now here you have eaten, you have eaten, you have eaten. You won't go to the restroom. Now your stomach is poo, and there is air. When we hit it, we hear poom, poom, poom. You are dying coming. Something is wrong somewhere. Hallelujah. You got to go out there. We are looking for all the blessings, but we don't want to go out there and release what we have eaten. This Easter, no in-house convention. Our convention is outside. Friday, Saturday, we are going out. And then Sunday, we will come in with the souls that we want out there. Yeah. We will, Apostle, don't you think it's a good thing? It is the most powerful convention that we can ever have. People are out there. They don't even know about Easter. Go and see the way they'll be drinking their hairs off. They'll be drinking their hairs off. It is Easter. Some will even die because it is Easter. Whilst Easter is supposed to signify the coming of Jesus, the dying, the resurrection, the power of Christianity, we box it and we are in the church. This Easter, 
Our Easter convention is outside. What are we going to preach? The power of the blood. Just go and tell them that somebody came to pay a price for you. You don't have to pay your price again. Some will receive you. Some will not receive you. When you read Matthew chapter 1 verse 21, it was a very simple statement that God made about Jesus. He said, his name shall be called Jesus, for he shall save his people. Josephine, are you here? He shall save his people. It may not be everybody. Your people. You shall save your people. You shall save your people. When you save your people, and I save my people, and she saves her people, and she saves her people, there is a mass conversion. There is revival. And then the Lord shall bless your food and your water. Hallelujah. Mama Vice, I'm preaching good. It's a very powerful message. Darlene, are you online? I'm preaching good. Emilia, it's a powerful message. Pastor David, it's a powerful message. Same here, believing, amen. Kobe, we are preaching. So, brothers and sisters, we got to look at Romans. Give me Romans chapter 6 and verse number 16. He said, don't you know? Whoever you yield your members to, when we say, let's go on evangelism, and you are part of it, you are serving. Look at it. Don't you know? He was defining service. Don't you know? Leon, don't say that. Oh, I have never done it before. You have never done it before. But you proposed to a woman. How were you able to look at straight into the eyes of the woman and say, I love you? When the man told you, I love you, you couldn't sleep that night. You thought about it. You had a dream. He was even plucking flowers and giving it to you in the dream. So excited. You couldn't wait. And then you pretended as if you wanted to know the uh, mind of somebody. You, you just went to somebody and said, well, sister, um, I think you know this brother. Uh, um, he has proposed to me. I want to find out what do you think. Is he a good person? You are lying. You don't want to find out whether he's a good person. You are so excited. You want the world to know. Think we are small boys and girls yet. You know exactly what you are asking. You just want people to joy with you. Like, like, like instead of going and saying that, oh, you know, the brother has proposed to me. You nicodemously or cunningly say that, I just want to be sure I don't make a mistake. You are lying. You don't want to be sure you don't want to make a mistake. You want people to know of your joy. Here you are. You cannot talk about Jesus. But this same person said, I've never done it before. Look at the scripture. Don't you know that to whom you yield yourselves, servants to obey. The servants you are to whom you obey. Whether unto sin, unto death or unto obedience, unto righteousness. So when you answer whatever the Lord says in the church, for example, we talk about Titan. It is a problem to now. It is still a problem for some people. Ah, the Titan belongs to the Old Testament. Where was Abraham when we were talking about Titan in Genesis chapter 18? Genesis chapter 14, verse 18. Where was the law? Where was the law? When people don't want to, listen, when people don't want to do what the Bible has said for parochial interest, they try to justify it with a scripture in the law. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. The Bible is a prophetic book. You can use it for anything. 
You can use it for anything. And it will work. Yeah. Didn't the devil quote G the scripture to Jesus three times? Three solid times. Three solid times. Three solid times. Three solid times. When we talk about something, and that is why me, if I'm talking to somebody, recently I was trying to talk to somebody about Jesus, and the person was telling me, when I make a reference, I say, and the Bible says, and, the, and then he told me, he said, you are always making reference to the Bible. Why don't you make reference to something? The, immediately I knew that the boy had gone crazy. He was not my soul. I said, immediately I said in my heart, Lord, this soul is your personal soul. Just like Saul was your personal soul. Ask for this soul. No, 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 no. My ministry, it is under his jurisdiction. Go and ask if it is every lawyer or every judge that can give judgment within every court. You, it must be within your jurisdiction. Your jurisdiction. Hallelujah. Amen. So please, when you yield yourselves to obey, now so quickly, let's go into what makes it acceptable service. What makes it acceptable service? What makes it acceptable service? Number one, acceptable service starts with offering yourselves holy. You must offer yourself holy. W-H-O-L-L-Y. I gave you a scripture in the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 25, verse number 1 to 2. Let us be quick. 2 Chronicles 25, verse number 1 to 2. There, look at it. He said that a Messiah was 25 years old when God elevated him. 25-year-old boy, he became the president of the United States of America. In those days, his country was the United States of America. It was a superpower. And God, 25 years, God handed him the full authority of the land. Bible said that he began to reign. He reigned 29 years old in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Jehoadan of Jerusalem. Verse 2 says that, and he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a perfect heart. I will only do it if it's going to benefit me. If I, it is going to let my fame go up or go out, I'm going to do it. Sister, come and share a testimony. No, 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 I won't share it until I buy the latest shoe in town. So that when I come to stand there, it will be glittering. You have missed it. You are doing that which is good, but not with a perfect heart. Brother, can you meet us and then let us pray? You are not doing anything. <coughs> no, you won't come. Because you don't have any problem. A siniazo hasn't met you yet. A siniazo is a special demon that works on stubborn people. It has not met you yet. So now it looks like everything is working. So if I will do this, it is because everything is working. And if I will come for prayer or I will come for evangelism, then it is because maybe I need something from God. So it is not based on relation. It is based on business demand. Lord, if I come for this evangelism, by the time I'm living there, I must be pregnant. Oh. I must be pregnant. Let us begin. No. He did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a perfect heart. Not with a perfect heart. Not with a perfect heart. 
it was right. That is why I always find time to meet up with my choristers before they come to sing. Because I don't want them to do something which is right in the eyes of men, but not perfect before the Lord. Don't you know, even as a pastor, you can, come, you can wake up and come and preach. As a prophet, you can just wake up and begin to prophesy. As an instrumentalist, you can play until angels will come and join the choir. It is right. He didn't say it is wrong. Leon, it is right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a perfect heart. Well, I got to go to church. If I don't go to church, tomorrow Pastor Nikki will call me. And that man will not stop calling me until I respond. So that is why I'm in church. You have done that which is right, but it is not with a perfect heart. You have missed the, the result. Okay, I will be there. By the time I'll be there, next time he won't call me. So we are meeting. Sister Sarah, can you sing right after the prayer session so that the next program will continue? Okay, I will be there. She knows that she will not come. Or she will be there. She will not come at that time. By the time she comes, Papa has taken the microphone. I will do it, but not with the right heart. Do it, but not with the right heart. Until you give yourself holy. God doesn't like anything of yours. That is why I tell people in this church, listen, it is a privilege for us to give. When we say giving, boy, Shana, thank God that you are married. I can carry you and offer you unto the Lord as a gift. Praise the name of Jesus. Just that she's, she's, she's somebody's wife now. I I, there is nothing in my life I can't offer unto God. Because you know why? We are product of just his grace. If he lifts up his breath from us, we are nothing. We are nothing. We are nothing. And that is why I always tell people consciously, when it comes to giving, do it. That is why I would say that God loves a cheerful giver. None of us can be a sponsor of God or of the church. Nobody. I am the sponsor of the church. If I am not there, the church is not there. Die and see if the church will die with you. Okay. I am prophet 0.5. If I don't prophesy, the church in Nashville doesn't work out. Die and see. You die and see. One day, Elijah, Elijah, the prophet, he said, I've been jealous for you, Lord. There is nobody in this land who is so powerful and anointed like me. And yet, when Jezebel said, she's going to kill me, you didn't slap her one time. I want to die. Lord, I want to die. He thought he was intimidating God. God said, God didn't say that, oh, I beg you, don't die. God said, carry yourself. Go and find Jehu. Find Hazel. And then find Elisha. Drop a mantle or anoint Jehu. Anoint Hazel. Anoint Elisha. One man was carrying three separate anointings. By pride, he said, I want to die. God said, go and find them. And distribute the threefold anointing that I placed upon you, upon them. And die. When he placed it on them, he died. He died. And the Lord said unto him, he said, hey, don't think that you, you the little thing that you are doing. Don't brag with it. I have five, he said, I have 7,000 that have not bowed their foot. In case you don't know. You know, the reason why I preach passionately from my heart 
and I serve God as a child of God, not as a pastor, is because I know that there are people, they don't even have access to Facebook. They don't even have access to YouTube. They don't have access to any manner of social media. But when they stand to dissect the word, you will sit the whole night. You won't go. So is it this small grace that God has given me that I'm going to be proud? And then I do everything also in this house. If I have to, I will do it. No. No. See it as a privilege. Acceptable service starts with your heart for the Lord. With your whole body for the Lord. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. Child, when you are coming for rehearsal, what do you say? Hey, do you say that? Hey, as for today, I wish I would suit my young wife. But Papa said that he will be there. And sometimes, when they don't see Papa's text on the car platform, when it is 3.30, then they will send a bypass to somebody. Is he there? He's not there. Oh, that is good. That is good, boy. Then we can take our time. Is he there? Yes. Hey. Then there is problem. Oh, there is problem. When you go, he'll be looking at you too, too. And, and then he won't will, will even say anything. But he'll be looking at you too, too. He did that which was right. But not with a perfect heart. Not with a perfect heart. Hallelujah. You go to commit immorality. And the man gives you fat money. Or the sugar mummies. There are some boys, there are some young men who have sugar mummies. Give you fat money. And then at the end of the day, come to stand. I want to give God a fat offering. You know the source of that money. Who told you that God needs your money? Hey! Before it becomes an accusing unto you. Who told you that God cannot build his church? He said, I will build my church. It is about time we tell the church the truth so that everything that we are doing will be blessed out of it. I will build my church. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. As I'm standing here preaching, and they call me Papa, it shouldn't enter into my coconut head for my head to become like balloon. Papa, and then your head is just shaking, shaking. One day to remove. With humility. Lord, when people stand here and they say, let us honor and appreciate our father. It is scriptural. That is why I allow it. It's not because, oh, let us do it so that you feel pompous. No. It is just scriptural. There is nothing that we do in this house which is not based on the Bible. Otherwise, I will not allow it. Because I cannot put myself in the place of God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Why must we always say, let's appreciate the, uh, the, uh, uh, our father and our mother. Why are they God? No, they are not God, but it's in the scripture. It's in the scripture. Otherwise, I will not permit it here. Praise the name of Jesus. Because it is a privilege. One day, one day, David said, what is my home? And where is my background that you have brought me this far? When we tell you where we are coming from, I saw the status of one of my daughters, Reggie. I called her to my office. We spoke for about an hour. If she tells you her background and where the Lord has brought her, 
we will know that everything that we are doing is just by grace. So we get to, in offering acceptable service, we are crossing over into the month of April, a month of open doors. We need to understand anything we are doing for the Lord, let's do it with the right heart. Let's do it with the what? With the right heart. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse number 1 to 5. In fact, talking about the Macedonia church, there was a church called the Macedonia church. They were very poor, but they had something that the rich. You see, when you have certain things in overdose, be careful. Your heart can be very hot. H-A-U-G-H-T-Y. Can be very arrogant. You, you are the only person who plays the keyboard. We know that when you don't come, the church will be in trouble. So you hijack the whole church because of you. I won't come. The God will appreciate me. They must, rev- they must reference my anointing. Hey, sister, very soon you may grow leprosy. And then those fingers that we must appreciate, you will now be hiding it. Hallelujah. I told you the story, the choristers. I told you the story of Sinach. Sinach from Nigeria. Google and find out. The first Nigerian to hit number one, whatever, whatever chart or so in America. She wasn't a singer. Sinach used to serve his, her, her pastor. And then one day, like the way sometimes when pastors are going to preach and then there is a special person to sing. You know, because the Lord has anointed that person to sing. The person became pompous. I won't sing. Why? Pastor has offended me. Something happened. Pastor didn't even call me. Uh, you, 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 you get what I'm saying? So when they go to church, where is, where is Sister Shukwanda? Where is Sister Soso and So? The sister was nowhere to be found. Around saw Sinach. Ah, grab the microphone and go and sing. That is all today. Sinach, today, God anointed the person who did that. We don't even, I don't even know him, I don't even know her. But I hear that in those days, that lady could sing. Eh? And people, you know, Pastor Chris has this healing grace, he she could sing, and people could literally the anointing could come so strong so that when Pastor Chris stands there then people are just coming out of the chair. She lost it. She lost it. The Macedonia church didn't have grace. They didn't have anointing. It was a small church. But the little that they had, the little that they had. Do you know why this ministry is growing? Because even though we are a start-up church, we work from our heart. Let us finish service and you'll be surprised how everybody is working Somebody picking this one. One day, somebody was offended in the church. Why? Because she said that somebody has taken her job. I loved, I was, listen, when I got home, I began praying. I said, Lord, bless them. Bless them. The only reason why she was offended because somebody has taken her job in the church. Are we paying her? No. But she feels like, Lord, are you understanding what I'm talking about? It was so dear to her. But here there are some people too. My friend, my friend, if I stay, they will tell us that we should pick all those things. Let me just quickly go. So we close from church service. Wham! First person, you are out. I'm not saying it is bad though. 
but I'm preaching the Bible. Acceptable service. Acceptable service. And some people too, they started doing it at a point. Boy, how long are we going to do this? We have grown. We have grown. We are now matured Christians. You are a major in the church. In fact, you are a general in the church. The first American billionaire. What is his name? Who can remind me? The first American billionaire. I've been preaching about him here. No, 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 no. I want somebody to say it. I'm not going to say it. John D. Rockefeller. The first American billionaire. He was a greeter in the church before he became a billionaire. When he was still a billionaire, he was still a greeter at the entrance. A billionaire. He was so humble. No wonder his, his insurance company wanted to insure the Titanic. The night before, they, in fact, they won the bid. The night before, they will approve, do the final approval. He had a dream. The angel of the Lord said, don't sign that document. When he woke up, he said, my goodness, major companies have been bidding for this contract, for this insurance. The Titanic was a state of the art. When they asked the, the captain, he said, nobody can sink this ship. Not even God. That was his foolish mistake. Not even God. Go and search it. The Lord said, don't sign it. He woke up in the morning, went to the boardroom. He said, we're not signing this document. This company board director said, this guy has gone crazy. Look at the multitude that were bidding for this contract. And it was given to us, and we won't sign it. They didn't sign it. The first journey of the Titanic became the last journey of it. All his empire would have gone down the drain. A servant of the Lord. His heart was for the Lord. He didn't say that now I am a billionaire. Keep me on the front seat. I want to sit on pastor's right hand. There are some people, you tell them to sit here. The next moment you tell them to sit here and say that, ah, I used to sit in front. Now they brought me behind. They have reduced me. They have reduced my rank. Sometimes you tell somebody, okay, from today, you will be the one that will be serving, um, um, let us say, you'll be serving envelopes for people to, and then the next moment they tell you that, okay, don't serve envelopes again. Open the door. How can they reduce my rank? They have reduced my portfolio. I was the one that was serving. Here, they refused me. I have so much been humiliated. Brother, when you were coming to church, did you come with position? Did you come with position? Praise the name of the Lord. So at the end of the day, you realize that you are in the house, but your heart is not working. Wherever you put me, wherever you put me, goodness me, tell me, go to Sunday school. You will see the joy with which I will teach the children. They will not even want to go home. It will be a tug of war between their parents and me. Hallelujah. Put me anywhere. Rockefeller employed an accountant to pay his tithes. There was somebody that was doing a statistics of his income to pay his personal tithes. And he never failed. Do it with your heart. 
say in the name of Jesus, the grace that was upon the church of Macedonia, I coveted in the name of Jesus. So shall it be, say amen. Hallelujah. Number two, give me just about some 10 minutes, please. I promise you. Number two, how must we serve God acceptably? Number two, serve with gladness. Serve with gladness. Serve with gladness. Philippians 4 and verse number 4. Serve with gladness. He said rejoice in the Lord forever. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Whatever you are doing in the house of the Lord, do it with joy, with gladness. Do it with gladness. It's not every time that we all want to come to church. But once I am coming, I come with joy. I look at certain things. I say, ha, ah, I'm going to meet Mama Vibes. I'm going to meet Mr. Brighton. I'm going to meet Dalkas. I'll meet this person. That is not my motivation. But I try to find things that can let me be glad coming into the house of God. That is why sometimes when I come to church and I don't see you, I'm sad. I'm preaching you. Yeah. Hallelujah. When I come to church and I don't see you, sometimes I send messages. What happened? It's not because of anything. It's because you didn't make my joy full. Hallelujah. Hey. Okay. Pastor, why are you saying that? If you come to church and I'm not in church, you came to church and then uh, uh, prayers are over. Um, um, uh, testimonies are over. Announcements are over. The choir is singing. Pastor is not here. Will you be happy? Okay. So why is it that when you don't come, you think I will be happy? When I don't come, you will not be happy. But when you don't come, you think that it is okay. The same way you are offending me. Hallelujah. You are really offending me. Just that I refuse to be offended. Come to church, I don't see Reggie. I come to church, I don't see Josie. I come to church, I don't see you. I'll be offended in my heart. I'll be preaching and I'll be asking. So why didn't she come to church? Why didn't he come to church? Okay, Lord, for the sake of gladness, I will just forget about it. Hallelujah. Don't think that when you don't come to church, nobody cares. It pains me in my heart. And if even me, as a human being, I am not happy, how much more God? One day, God wanted to communicate with Adam and Eve. He came to the church in the cool of the day. At the selected time, 7 p.m. Adam, where are you? He said, I am doing living. Adam, where are you? He said, I'm at Asurion. Adam, how can you be at Asurion when I'm supposed to meet up with you? He said, Lord, I heard that you were coming and I realized that I didn't have dollars to pay my bill. So I had to be in Asurion. We heard that you are coming and we saw that we are naked. We saw that our bills have made us naked. So we decided to go and do OT. Somebody say OT. Overtime. Praise the name of Jesus. Tayo, where are you? I'm doing OT. The Lord said, Shena, I was waiting to meet you here. It is time of the evening sacrifice. Where are you? He said, I'm doing OT. Say mercy. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. The same way that you will sacrifice God for job, 
sacrifice job for God. And you will see, you'll be surprised how the Lord will bless you. So serve the Lord with gladness. Psalm 100 and verse number 2. Look at Psalm 100 and verse number 2. Psalm, serve the Lord with gladness. Pastor Nikki said, give me 10 more minutes. Hey! It becomes an issue. You know, Pastor, you know that it is supposed to be 7 to 9. 7 to 9 on the door. Please, you got to stop it. Meanwhile, some of the time, the angel of the Lord is downloading a mystery. When you stop it, the next time, you may not be able to continue with that same flow. Praise the name. Hey, listen. One day, Paul the Apostle, he preached and preached and preached all night until they were in the third floor. There was a young boy called Itikum. He was seated on the window, the windowsill on the third floor. Itikum fell, landed with his head and died. Paul went down to raise him up, brought him up. They continued the service. He preached all night. Let a pastor's message be more than one hour. You see people looking at their time, intimidating the pastor. Meanwhile, without the word, you will not, your life can't be changed. Somebody told me, if the service becomes long, online members will fade away. I said, then they are not ready to be, to be, to be groomed for the Lord. Because if you have been called to be groomed, there is nothing more passionate about the word. There is a word, a message I'm listening to from T.L. Osborne. I have listened to it over and I'm not tired. Anytime I listen to it, I get new messages. I get new, new, new revelation. It's like, I didn't hear this one. Listen, statistics show that if you want a message to stay, listen to it not less than nine times. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. A message, listen to it. If you like, uh, uh, this message that I'm preaching today, you might think that, oh, the message was powerful. Go take your time and listen again. You'll be surprised at many things you didn't hear. You'll be very surprised. You'll go like, ah, he said this and I didn't hear. Listen to it a third time. You'll hear another one. Listen to it a fourth time. Listen to it. Sometimes when I finish preaching a message, I listen over and over and over and over and I realize that, wow, did I preach that or somebody preached it? One day, the choir sang powerfully over here. After service, we were playing it. Mabel said, ah, that was the song that we sang. Who, who are those singing it? You remember? And she said, it is you people. He said, wow. Hallelujah. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Serve the Lord with, 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 do it out of joy. When you don't do it out of joy, Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse number 45 and 46. He said, because thou servest not the Lord with gladness of heart, because thou servest not the Lord, moreover, all these curses shall come upon you, and they shall pursue you, and they will overtake you till you be destroyed, because you hearken not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded you. Verse 46. And they shall be upon you, Verse 47. Look at verse number 47. The next verse. Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. So serving the Lord without joyfulness can equate to curses coming upon our life. No wonder Bible says that give cheerfully. 
if you are giving any service to the Lord, do it cheerfully. Brighton, are you here? Do it what? Cheerfully. Hallelujah. Number three. Serve continually. Serve continually. It is like medication. To serve acceptably, serve continually. Don't serve by fair weather. Okay, today I feel like doing. Listen, one of the reasons why I don't know what will let me miss church is because I have a role that I'm playing. If you have a role that you are playing in church, never miss church. Even if you are dying, come and die. And God will raise you up. Because you know something, when you, you are not there, it is like the five fingers. Do you know that when you remove one, the four become jeopardized. Let us chop one of your fingers off and see if the rest can work perfectly. But here you are, when you feel like, well, I don't feel good. I don't, I'm not excited. You know, I'm not in the mood to come to church. It's not maybe there is a special reason why I, I don't feel good. I'm not in the mood to come to church. So you don't come. Meanwhile, maybe you are playing a role. What you are doing, you are serving the Lord, but not with gladness. Not with gladness. Not with gladness. And so you realize that we can pray all katakumbe prayers. Heaven can open. It will be shut again. Why? Because the work of salvation is being jeopardized. You shall serve the Lord your God. He shall bless. He shall bless. Say me a believing amen. And I always ask this question. Mama Vice, are you here? I always ask this question. If, please be very frank with me. If you were going to catch an aircraft or a flight, you have an appointment in London for a big time honor, and you are going to catch the flight, the flight is not canceled, and it is raining cat and dog, what will you do? And you are at home, what will you do? Will you say that because it is raining, I will not go to the airport? What will you do? Be very frank. In fact, everybody, be very frank. What would you do, Mama Vice? You, I love that. You said, I will find any means and be there. But here you are. It is church. So, please, do you understand what I'm saying? Serving acceptably is not just service. As for service, anybody can render service. Cain, in Genesis chapter 4, rendered service. But God was angry at him. Abihu and Nadab, in Leviticus chapter 10, offered sacrifice, offered service to the Lord. Fire came and killed them. Uzzah, in 1 Samuel chapter 6 and 1 Samuel chapter 7, offered sacrifice unto the Lord. When the ark of the covenant was moving and then it was about to fall and he touched it, the Lord killed him. Because it is not just any service that the Lord wants. If you won't do it, don't do it. But if you will do it, do it from an acceptable heart. I am concluding. Number four. Did I give you a scripture for number three? Serve continually. Daniel chapter 6, verse number 16 and verse number 20. Let's be quick. Daniel chapter 6. Look at verse number 16 and verse number 20. Look at that. Then the king commanded and they brought Daniel and cast him into the, into the den of lions. Now the king spoke unto, the, unto Daniel. Please look at what the heathen the worldly king, Agnes, said unto Daniel. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God, can we all read it? I love it when we read it together. Luffy, are you here? Can we all read it? Now, he said, let's read the last portion. Now, ready, go. Now, online. 
Now the king said unto Daniel, Thy God, whom thou servest, whom thou servest, whom thou servest, whom thou servest continually, whether rain or shine, Daniel will be there. It doesn't matter what happens. Listen, please. Daniel's schedule was more than any of us here. He was a politician. He was the chief of staff. In fact, he was, he was, he was the right-hand man. He was the lieutenant to the president. Daniel's authority traversed five different political regimes. CCC will come. He was relevant. PPP will come. He was relevant. Economic party will come. He was relevant. Socialists will come. He was. Capitalists will come. Five different political regimes. The man was so busy. He was so busy. But he was able to find time to serve God continually. Verse number 20. Look at the, the, the consequences of serving God continually. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said unto Daniel. This was a pagan king. Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually. Continually. Continually able to deliver thee from the lion's den. And what did he say? Verse 21. Look at verse 21. The next verse. Daniel says 21. Then Daniel said unto the king, O king, live forever. 22. He said that my God has sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouth. When you serve God continually, lions cannot feast on you. Lions cannot feast on you. Lions cannot feast on you. Now pray for somebody tonight. Any lion trying to touch your life, trying to touch your destiny, trying to touch your health, trying to touch your business, trying to touch your family, trying to touch your relationship, trying to touch your marriage, may the judgment of God come over them. Say me a believing amen. Online, shout me a believing amen. May the fire of the Lord visit them. Tonight, may judgment come against anybody trying to dare you because you are a continual servant of the Lord. Say, I receive it and say, I believe it in Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Finally, serve the Lord with love. Serve the Lord with love. Serve the Lord with love. When you are serving the Lord, serve him with love. It becomes acceptable service. That was the secret of David. 40 years for zero years, deduct 40 years from your age and see how old you will be. Some of you, you will still not be yet conceived. 40 years, David never lost one battle. He was surrounded by enemies, enemies all around. In fact, even his own spiritual father rose up against him. There are some people, they are spiritual fathers, rose up against them. Listen, when you serve God acceptably, it doesn't matter who rises up against you. They won't win. They will not win. Hallelujah. His own son, Absalom, rose up against him. One man called Ahitophel. Bible said that when Ahitophel gave counsel, when Ahitophel told you do this and do that and do that, 
It was as if the gods have spoken. It doesn't pay. He rose up against him. He didn't win. A servant of God, acceptably serving God, my goodness, it may be like you are in the pit now, but you will jump up. It may be that like today, you are in a situation you cannot explain. You cannot bring yourself. You seem not to be able to bring yourself up. You will not be there. I'm telling you, a servant of God, a servant of God, you cannot be buried. You will be a seed. They will think that they have covered you. You will come up strong. You will come up blessed. You will come up empowered. Receive it in Jesus' name. So look at it. First Chronicles chapter 29 and verse number 3. What was King David's secret? Which for 40 years, he never lost a battle. Del. Bible says, furthermore, David the king said, if you can give me in NIV, it's fine, amplified or whatever. I want us to expantiate the word affection. Affection. Look at that. Besides, in my devotion to the, can you give me another version? Another version uses the word love. 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 He said, besides, in my devotion to the temple of my God, I now, now, okay, okay, give me the King James. Give me the King James. Now, look at that. He said, moreover, because I have set my affection, my love, to the house of my God, I have of my own proper good of gold, of silver, which I have given to the house of my God, over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house. One man, he gave more than the whole nation together. He said, it is because I love the Lord. His son came. Let's read 1 Kings chapter 3 and verse number 3. His son came and started following the footsteps of his father. God became so pleased with him. 1 Kings 3, 3. And Solomon demonstrated, give me uh, King James. Don't, don't, you just maintain the King James for me. And Solomon loved the Lord. Do you see that? Solomon loved the Lord walking in the status of David, his father. God made him so blessed. Verse number 10, the Lord said, the speech pleased the Lord. When the man loved God, every word of his mouth pleased the Lord. When Solomon became old, 1 Kings chapter 11, see what happened. 1 Kings chapter 11, let's start from verse number 1. But when King Solomon, but King Solomon loved many strange women. Now his love, or my voice is laughing. Now his love shifted from God unto many strange things. Now his love was for gold. Boy, oh boy, what is this soul, souls that we are talking about? Don't you know that in Easter, when you work in Easter, you get double. You don't even get time and a half. You get double. Now you are now talking, this soul winning that you are talking about, you should shift it to another time. Not Easter when no people are not working and we can go and make double money. When we work for those two days, we will get four days' money. And you are now talking about souls, souls, souls. Please. Solomon used to love the Lord. Now his love shifted, following strange women. When he see the wake of women, he was confused. Look at what happened. Together with the daughters of Pharaoh, look at women of the Moabite, Ammonite, hey, Solo, Edomite, 
Sidonians, we can't even mention their names. Their names are even dangerous. The Hittites, the Hivites, of the nations concerning which the Lord said unto the children of Israel, you shall not go in unto them. Neither shall they come in unto you. For surely they will turn away your heart after their Solomon clave unto them. Say, Lord. The very things that God say, don't enjoy. He said, ah, oh boy. We will drink and confess. We will do it and confess. So, Lord, this thing will harm you. He said, that is why there is grace. When we finish, we'll confess. What are you talking about? We'll confess. Sister. Hey, hmm. somebody say, hmm. look at verse 4. Look at verse 4. The last time I was telling you, the 12%, the 4% alcohol, the 3%, 2.5%. Be careful, oh. one day it will start growing from 2.5. Now you'll be drinking 3%. You'll be drinking 5%. At a point, you'll now be drinking to eat. And by that time, you, your heart, listen, Solomon started. A man, Solomon loved the Lord. What? If Bible said that you love the Lord, it means you love the Lord. At a point, look at that, verse 4. And it came to pass, when Solomon was old, that his wives turned away his heart after other gods, and his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God, as was the heart of his father. Meanwhile, in verse 3 of chapter 3, his heart was after the things that his father did. What happens? When you, be, when you make certain things your priority, you have misplaced love. And when you have misplaced love, ladies and gentlemen, look at finally verse 12 to 14. What the Lord said unto him. Look at verse number 12 to 14. How be it? Now, now we're standing in thy days. So the Lord now came to him. Give me 10. Verse 10. And he commanded him concerning the things that he should not go after other gods. But he kept not what that which the Lord had commanded. Verse 11. Wherefore, the Lord said unto him, For as much as this is done of you, and you have not kept my covenant and my statutes, which I commanded you, I will surely rend your kingdom from you and will give it to your servants. Somebody whose prayer, do few. Heaven said, one boy's prayer, 16 year old, he prayed, and Bible said that the prayer pleased the Lord. At a point, the Lord said, I will take it away from you. Close your eyes. I want us to pray. Lord, I want to offer acceptable service. Not just any service. There are some people, they don't do anything in the church. Whether you are in Holy Hill Chapel, I love Emilia. Emilia is our online member in California. Every time, she will send me a text. She said, give me your itinerary and let me draw your calendar for you. She is on the way in California. She said, I want to do something in the church. She's an online member. Always online. Pays a tithe, everything, offering, everything. This is a church. He said, I want to give it to me. He said, I want to do something. He said, okay, give me your itinerary. Give me your itinerary. So that at least, at least that one, I can do it remotely. And I will schedule your plan Amen. so that you know what to do at this time. Because I know that you are busy. I said, Emilia, take your time. She keeps on every time reminding me. Every time reminding me. But there are some people in the church. Proximity. But they will still not do anything. 
Brothers and sisters, you shall serve the Lord your God. He shall bless. Do it continually. Do it out of love. Do it by sacrificing your life first. Do it joyfully and gladly. Do it without expecting a reward. What am I going to get? How much am I going to pay? We will pay you. But do it out of love. Say, Father, as the song is playing, I want you to pray. There are some people, the time that you need them most, they will disappoint you. That is what, and they will not even say anything. I want you to pray. I always pray that, Lord, I don't want when all is said and done, Apostle Tafazwa, for the Lord to say, thou unfaithful servant. No. One day, Dell looked around, and then he said, ah, the sound booth is too small, and it makes them very uncomfortable. I want to do a big sound booth. He had the gift. He didn't hide it. He did it. He didn't charge us one cent. Not one cent. God has given you the grace. Sometimes you come to church. You can play the drums. Or you can even learn it. Why don't you learn it? Okay, if it is a program, I will sing. If it is not a program, normal, normal services, let the small, small boys and girls sing. Hey, brother, be careful. Oh. Meanwhile, you can sing baritone. Your baritone alone will scare of the devil. But you won't sing. You want the choir to be 100, to be 150. And then when we give you the microphone alone, your voice will overshadow them. And then we will know that you are singing baritone. Jesus, I'm talking, I want you to pray. Oh. We are crossing over. Tomorrow, we are entering into another month. He said, we do not put new wine in old wine skin. We can't enter into the new month with old attitude. Online, in-house, I want us to pray. Some of us must revise our giving attitude to God. Pastor, you have preached very well. Why are you spoiling it with giving? For God loves a cheerful giver. Make a covenant with the Lord. Bible said that, and the whole Israel made a covenant with the Lord. Lord, we don't want to enter into the month of April, a month of many open doors, chasing the blessing when we are not serving, chasing the reward when we are not doing what is supposed to be done. Lord, you have given us the privilege this Friday and this Saturday to go out there as our Easter convention and speak to souls. Grant us the passion. Grant us the grace. Grant, the, grant us the fortitude that we can go and that we can win souls for you. Talk to somebody about Jesus. Redeem a soul from hell. Online, in-house, this Easter, this Friday, this Saturday, 
Don't say that my church didn't help any convention. The convention we are doing is more powerful than any known convention. Going out there and convening souls, bringing them in, talking to them about the church, talking to them about Jesus. Just invite them. Pray over them. Have a relationship, friendship with them. Bring them in. Let the house of the Lord be full. Let the house of the Lord be full. Two days. Can't you do something for the Lord? Can't you serve acceptably? By talking to somebody. I love a lady called Thierry or Thiera. She came once. When she came the following time, the following week, she had brought a battalion with her. I want you to pray. Lord, I just want to be where you are. And I just want to serve you from my heart. Acceptably. Can you put your hand on your heart? Say, dear Lord Jesus, from today, I make a dedication and a covenant to serve you acceptably from my heart with all my joy and with all my heart to serve you continually, to serve you by dedicating my whole life unto you, to serve you out of love, to serve you without anticipating a reward, to serve you selflessly, without being offended, in the mighty name of Jesus, so help me, Lord. With my heart, I believe, and with my tongue, I confess that I will do this all the days of my life. So help me, Lord. Father, I pray for the church. Anytime you want to change our level, you will give us a word. Give us the grace to stay with your word and to be committed and dedicated passionately. Loving you, serving you, following you, doing all acceptably. Let your name be glorified. I pray for each and every one that came. Those that are online. In the blessed and mighty name of Jesus Christ, let the heavens remain open. Say amen. As we are crossing over, now I'm speaking prophetically. As we are crossing over from the month of March into the month of April, may you not carry any excess baggage into the month of April. Any trouble that started, any pain that started, any incidences that started in the month of March, sicknesses, diseases, that you didn't know, that you didn't like, anything that you didn't bargain for, that have been traumatizing your life, troubling you, giving you pain, giving you sleeplessness, I decree prophetically, it will not follow you into the month of April. In the mighty name of Jesus, I terminate it now. Every bad report, every evil report, every denial, anything that didn't bring you joy, I terminate it now. It will not follow you. Say amen. amen. It will not follow you into the month of March. Amen. A new door will be opened. Major doors will be opened. Beautiful gates will be opened. Amen. The Lord will honor you. The Lord will favor you. The Lord will strengthen you. April will be good to you. Amen. April will be a blessing to you. Major doors will be open for you. Abundance will be your portion. The Lord will preserve you. The Lord will protect you. You're going out to be blessed. Your coming in will be blessed. Everything about you will be blessed. Above all, may the Lord favor you. Everything that concerns you be favored. Your time will never bypass you. 
I declare it is done. It is irreversible and it is irrevocable in the blessed and mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let everybody shout me a believing amen. amen. Give a clap unto the Lord. Quickly lift up your communion. Mr. Chantel, let's quickly do the communion. Communion stewards, let us run with the speed of light because of our time. God bless you. Let us make sure all our children's service, everyone has gotten their communion online. Prepare your communion quickly. Now, would you do me a favor? Let the ushers, the greeters, let's share the envelopes as well. Package your offering. We want to do all in the next two minutes. Hallelujah. Organize your offering. Let's share the communion online. Please remember the whole of this week, we were supposed to be taking honey. I hope you have been doing it. Because prophetic directions are very important. The prophet said unto Eli, unto uh, what is his name? Naaman. He said, bath in it how many times? Seven times. Tonight, maybe you have not redeemed your tithe for a very long time. Maybe the pledge that you made on the prayer line for the three days, you want to redeem it. I want you to maybe, oh, don't say that. Oh, man of God, I wasn't here. Okay, you are hearing it. We made a pledge when we're doing the three days of prayers and fasting. Don't, you know, see it as a privilege. Don't see it as a burden. See it as a privilege. You were not here, but you are hearing it now. Maybe you have never given to the Lord before. Today, I want you to give a substance to the Lord. Lord, I have never done this thing before, but I want to do it. I want you to try it and believe God. So lift up that offering together with the communion. We'll take the communion first, and then we will take the offering. But I want you to package everything together. When you finish taking your communion, I mean, you finish receiving your communion, I want you to package your offering. Those of you that want to give through our portals, please, can you put a portal on the line? Maybe you want to give through um, PayPal. It is the name. Just use our email address, holyhilltn at gmail.com. And the attention name will be Hawa, H-A-W-A. That is the attention name. Now, you want to do through tightly? You want to do through check? You want to do through a card behind there? You can do it, but I want you to prepare a, an offering for the Lord. Once again, maybe you made a pledge unto the Lord in the three days. Oh, man of God, I didn't know. I was not part of it. You can do it now. What did we say? We said that we are giving or assigning an agenda onto that amount of money. How much? We didn't say. If you can give a thousand, do it joyfully. Five hundred, hundred, whatever it is that the Lord lays on your heart. Do it and know that it is a privilege to do for the Lord. Say me a believing amen. All right. We want to quickly take our communion. Father, in the blessed and mighty name. Okay, now you can put me on afterwards. Then we do the offering finally. Bible said that the night before Jesus was crucified, he took bread. I want you to take it. Maybe yours may be a wafer. Yours may be a cracker. But it is a flower product. Bible said that Jesus blessed it. When he blessed it and he broke it, he didn't call it bread again. He said, this is my body. Father, we bless the bread, this flour product that your people are holding. 
By faith, we receive it. And Bible said that after he had blessed it, he broke it. I want you to break here. And he said, this is my body. This is the body of Christ, brothers and sisters. Say amen. Afterwards, he lifted up the cup. When he had blessed it, Bible said that he said, take and drink. This is my blood. Father, we decree and declare by the blessings of this cup that this is no more drink but the blood of Jesus. We receive the body and the blood together in Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Hallelujah. Now, online, in-house, I want us to eat the communion together.